0: Policies of suppression and violence are pushing supporters into his arms. I'm not interested in your warnings.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Mary Ann. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we're going to be talking about The Fifty Shades of Albus Dumbledore.
0: The Fifty Shades of Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, we are back, everyone. Yes, <laughs> it feels good. Did you miss us? We missed you guys.
1: So it was totally by accident, but we took a hiatus <laughs> for, for, <laughs> all for for very good reasons. But I would like to point out that at least we did it with flair. It was during the month of October. So really, we just took a little ghost break and now we're back.
0: Yeah, yes. we just totally ghosted you. It was, yeah. in, Hall- it was in the spirit I, of Halloween. It was <laughs> in the spirit
1: of Halloween. I personally just had kind of like a mental health refresh I don't know what you want to call it my anxiety was super bad had a couple of attacks and took some time to relax so the podcast kind of took a back seat so you can't be mad at us
0: yeah. What was your reason, Marianne? Uh, well, about that. So the whole month of October,
2: right, Um, uh, me and my, uh, my students started uh, getting ready, getting prepared for competition month. Um, And actually, as we are recording, it is our week um, that we find out all of our scores and how well we did Um, since the competition Woo! was virtual this year. So send us good vibes. But yeah, the month of October was insane. I mean, it was also in the midst of like starting the transition to like hybrid like for vir- hybrid virtual sort of learning with all the things happening in the pandemic so it was a crazy time um yeah. i'm not sure how i made it through but here we are man i'm so excited to be back
1: wow i think elizabeth's reason for taking october off is kind of like the weakest one really. what
2: i would say it's the best one
1: <laughs> that's the
0: joke <laughs> i didn't get it i'm sorry well this is i mean this is The biggest reason why (laughs) we went on hiatus because your editor, AKA me was out of commission and I also could not record. Why were you out of commission? Well, I have some news. (gasps) I am pregnant. Yeah, Another baby. Another jelly bean. A jelly
2: bean. (laughs) That is the deemed nickname of said child. Her first child is Peanut, and
1: now we have a jelly bean. And now we're
2: having jelly bean.
1: Yeah. i say we because it's all,
2: collectively, we're all pregnant. Yeah. Not in that way. Just
0: Elizabeth is the only one actually biologically pregnant, but we're all in this together. (laughs) Okay. But yes, honestly, I do have to apologize to you guys, but like this pregnancy has not been easy, and Mm -hmm. I basically just spent the last two months sick as a dog vomiting all day. If you ever want natural birth control, hit me up. I'll just tell you my experience (laughs) as being pregnant and you'll close your legs right up. It's a great old time.
1: (laughs) I've never felt so bad for someone in my life. Literally.
2: Honestly, I'm going to tell this story. It's not my story to tell Liz. Go ahead. Elizabeth is the (laughs) strongest. Here's why Elizabeth is the strongest person I know in this entire world is that she was driving on the highway, right? No, don't tell this story. Yes, I am because it's the reality and everyone must know how strong elizabeth is as a person oh but God. listen this gryffindor right is driving on the highway and all of a sudden she feels she's gonna start throwing up and like a champion of sorts she freaking throws up in her mouth holds it and swallows it back down oh my goodness give this girl the wizard cup because what the
0: heck that was insane i could never my it i mean it was it was literally i was traveling I was speeding. I was going 80 miles per hour. Don't ask me the rest of the world to convert that, but I was going fast, and there was no time to pull over. I had nothing at my disposal, and you know, life must go on. Stuff happens. I am so Mm -hmm. mad that you told that story. That's disgusting.
2: (laughs) It is a beautiful story. I was mad that Elizabeth told us that story. (laughs) Never. I think it's my favorite Elizabeth story. That I'm no, so like sorry, to anybody
1: who's sensitive, because that was gross. <laughs> but moving on. We're really excited to be back. One, because we're back. But two, because we're going to be talking about Dumbledore. And that's just, a. I mean, wow. So I just want to clue everybody in. When we originally started this podcast, uh, we had a legal path of Ooh, paper. Yeah. Wow, the legal pad and days. Whoa. The legal pad days. Yes. And we got together and we we're like, okay, like if we're going to do this, we have to come up with topics and ideas because we didn't want to go book by book. And Uh, originally we had Dumbledore like so high on the list. We were like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be such a good episode. And then as we started writing the smaller episodes, we were like, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) And Dumbledore's a big dude. And so we kept putting it off. And I feel like multiple times throughout this podcast, it's been brought up as like, okay, like we've got to do this. Like we always talk about it. Um, but I write most of the episodes, and up until this point, I've absolutely refused. And I would like to mention that I also refused when it was brought up this time, but I was I was coerced into writing. Yes, she <laughs> was. I felt like if I wasn't, Elizabeth was gonna put a hit out on me. So
0: basically, here we
1: are. It's been the funnest to write to date, and I think it might be our best. but if it's not, well, then I'm yeah. sorry.
2: Give us a break. We're a little rusty. Give us a break. We're
0: very rusty. But yeah, I can barely put sentences together. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, my
1: favorite part, honestly, about this whole episode comes now. And it is I was helping write down the ideas for episodes. Elizabeth had the pen in her hand. And I looked at both Elizabeth and Marianne. And straight up, like this podcast was my idea. I approached them. And ever since then, we've been equal partners. But I looked at them and I was like, if we don't name the episode, the Fifty Shades of Dumbledore, that I'm not going through with this podcast, I will not participate. She's like,
2: this is the title or I walk.
1: (laughs) Or I walk. That was like the one thing I asked for. I didn't ask for anything else that has been thrust upon me like this damn intro or the outro. But I said, if I don't get this name, I'm walking off. And they gave it to me. So here we are.
0: We are here. We have arrived at the Fifty Shades of Albus Dumbledore. Probably part one of at least two or three. Oh my gosh. I mean, I spent two days writing the episode.
1: Um, I went out, <laughs> I went out to REI and bought myself a camping chair because I've never lived in the winter and I didn't realize that like Target and Lowe's put away their patio furniture when it's too cold to be outside. <laughs> So I went and I bought a snazzy camping chair and I sat outside with my plants and I wrote this down and it was like, I was on my balcony until about midnight one night doing this because I was so <laughs> enthralled with it. It's so good. He's so interesting. That's great. But yeah. So yes. after writing this, I think my opinion changed a little bit, but I want to just circle back and, and tell everybody how we feel about Dumbledore now. And then I think it'd be cool if in the last episode. Maybe we talk about how we feel about him then after exploring everything. But um, for me personally, as of right now, I I love to say that he's trash, but I'm actually kind of like in the middle, like he's 50-50.
0: Like 50 shades? (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. Oh, man. I think I'm like, I am kind of in the middle, but I do lean more towards he's trash but also he's my favorite inspirational quote guy yeah, yeah. i was
2: gonna say that like <laughs> i think that's why i could never again if you've heard that episode before i could never decide like my favorite character growing up dumbledore was always like on the list and i think it was always because i really just loved the inspirational quotes that he would come up with i was like wow that's so inspiring so much wisdom um, and I still like really love him because he's such a great character. Um, and so complex. And like, at least on the actor's perspective, even mm-hmm. a director's perspective, that is like, oh my God, I want to get my hands on a character like that. Yeah. Um very complicated. Yeah. So I love I love Dumbledore, but I can definitely say that I don't agree with all of his choices, and I will see all the ways why people might not like Dumbledore. Mm. so i'm open-minded you know like i'll play devil's advocate but oh. i still i can never like hate hate these characters unfortunately well uh well,
0: you know besides the obvious ones but yes yeah well thankfully we have hydrangea she's back <gasps> yay oh hydrangea missed you all and she's bringing she us the lovely outposts of the posts <gasps> I don't even know what i'm saying i'll
2: post a post
1: oh my gosh you know what's really exciting is that people are are gonna finally experience your pregnancy brain because we have experienced it before but we waited to record until later for the first season yeah
0: that's very true because oh my pregnancy brain is bad everyone it's
1: so bad elizabeth will literally wake up and be like oh my god jenny when
2: did
0: you get here i forgot that we're friends I feel it's like a pregnancy yeah. rage is extreme. It, it's really bad. I'll tell my husband Raul something <laughs> and five minutes later, tell it to him again. Like if I've never said it before. Yes.
2: <laughs> repeating conversations is definitely a thing with yeah. pregnant Liz. Yes, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Anyway. There's also pregnant rage.
2: <laughs> oh. So I'm excited for the Dumbledore episode to be part of this. Oh, 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 oh man okay liz is like well <laughs>
1: if anyone's ever seen the gif of elmo in front of the fire raising his arms that's
0: pregnant elizabeth yes
2: rage <laughs> bring on the fire
0: <laughs> okay so back to hydrangea and our elbows hydrangea's outpost today she brought us some of our fans' opinions of Dumbledore as well. Heck
2: yeah! Because if we shared
0: ours, we want to know yours. Exactly. Yee. So we have a couple of <laughs> opinions from the Preppy Witch. We ha- have <laughs> this is possibly my favorite. They, uh, this, is, one. this is this is this is great, and great. I know it's Jenny and Marianne's favorite. <laughs> Hot Dumbledore forever! Heck yeah! Yes! Yes! Jude Law. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we
1: stand your law in this house we do we stand your law here so if you don't get out but also it's the holidays ah! and he's in that movie the holiday and you know it's important oh to goodness. us so huh? just say just, you had to throw it in there she she said hot oh, Dumbledore I'm sorry
2: oh, we love the preppy witch yes girl speaking to our hearts <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right it's Christy time says <laughs> this was awesome this <laughs> is a good one we're, we're very relevant here in this podcast yes yeah, it is, it uh, is. Dumbledore is sus dumbledore is, sus. is. <laughs> so if you is the imposter every time <laughs> if for those of you who aren't up to date with this game it's a reference from among us it's a great game play with your friends play with us maybe we can do like an oh my god international so broom chicks among us game. yes i was thinking of doing it on twitter oh. well anyways stay tuned for that but anyways dumbledore is sus.
2: uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our next outpost is from Father Underscore Matt Nindemez. Nindemez. <laughs> Nindemez. Nine <laughs> but really, he's Father Matt Gomez. He's Marianne's cousin. Hi, yeah. Matthew. <laughs> huge
2: avid fan of the podcast. Hello, hello.
0: Hi. I'm a huge avid fan of Matthew. Yes,
2: <laughs> we all are.
0: He says he's misunderstood. He allowed Harry to come to many conclusions himself. Hmm.
1: i do not have the time to get into this comment right now matthew but if you listen to the next three episodes <laughs> we can talk
2: about it more we're just going to keep adding the episode count it's going to be like if
0: you listen to the next seven episodes <laughs> it's still going to be about honestly
1: Dumbledore. legitimately we could probably do an episode per book i mean the man is layered layered he's like an onion <laughs> he's got layers 50 layers <laughs> yes i'm gonna throw that 50
0: in Ooh, all day
2: <laughs> everywhere
0: we're just gonna keep layering it in right. and our last outpost is from at mother of hogwarts oh girl i felt the anger here and they say people who don't like severus snape like dumbledore and dumbledore is worse oh dang <laughs> snap Ooh. you look
1: like amy from brooklyn 99 there yeah. <laughs> me no, it wasn't. No, yeah, okay. it
0: was
2: like what?
1: <laughs> I had to yell that because you put it in all caps, so I had she to be, did, you she know, did.
2: accurate. You her. know, yeah.
1: I am happy to see like such hate for the man, but I mean, I don't know that I would say he's worse than Snape. Well, what may- That's let's, like see, let's, see, let's see. Let's
0: see your opinions mm-hmm. at the end.
1: You're right. So, oh, this is, this will be like a good gauge. As of right now, I don't think that he's worse than Snape. I think he's like number two. Snape is number one
2: mm. in what in like in like the worst is that like a list of the worst the worst of the really great good characters I was gonna say mm.
1: yeah because then I was like well wait hold on Umbridge is number one yeah <laughs> yeah then Lady V then Severus Snape then Dumbledore but then there's a the mouthful yeah I was like, you know what out of the two of them Snape is the worst and <laughs> Dumbledore is the second worst. <laughs> okay that's my opinion let's see if that changes
0: in the future jenny let's see Mm, yeah all right so let's uh move on to our my favorite plug of the night (laughs) (laughs) patreon plug it in plug it in oh that's beautiful oh our patrons patrons i just want to apologize because we ghosted you guys too we are so sorry. You guys, you have no idea how sick I was and I also run our Patreon page. So, it was just not Mostly because I cannot understand it. Yeah,
2: neither can I. It's fine. It's
0: hard. I we are so sorry, but <laughs> we are back. Please become a patron and subscribe. We will be planning our next patron exclusive podcast soon. I believe we agreed it was going to be all about the Twilight saga.
2: Mm-hmm. but then afterwards i know avatar is also in the mess oh, the last airbender because jenny finally has watched it oh lord that, that
1: changed my whole life but supernatural also so we've got a lot of we've them got a there.
2: lot of them coming yeah. so be yeah. on the hashtag multi-fandom level you'll definitely get be able to enjoy that
0: oh yes oh yes so please become a patron you can find us on patreon.com slash the three broom chicks yeah what so cool <laughs> (laughs) All right. So
1: I figured that I would explain how the episode is gonna go, because it's kind of different from what we've done in the past. Um, What's really unique about Dumbledore is that he has such a plethora of information on the interwebs that for the first time ever, I felt it was possible to actually go through the character in chronological order. Wow. Like, there are no flashbacks. Like, even with Harry, like, we started at the Dursleys, and then we would flash back to, like, the night he was born, or, like, flashback to halloween or whatever so um this is exciting for me really (laughs) i was very like jenny's like we're organized
2: Um, we're going through someone's time i know i was
1: like i was like ah! it was so exciting to be that organized so it was very it was very good within the organization there is chaos because his life is chaos yeah his life is chaos well it's not his life. She, who must not be named, seriously <sighs> does not know how time works. And I just wish that at some point she would have wrote it down on like a post-it. Like, hey. Wibbly,
2: wobbly, timey, wimey."
1: I mean, there's literal timelines that have a 20-year difference. So we'll get there. I'll explain it as we oh, go. Boy. But for the very beginning, we'll be okay. I'm going to give a short profile just in case you need some more info on the dumbly door. Uh, his name is Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. I always get that right on quizzes. Good job. Because I know it in order. Thank you. He was born in 1881 and he died in 1997.
2: His house is. Gryffindor Wins! <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: oh, so man. Whatever. I mean, what uh, other house family- would he been-
2: be here? he
1: literally could have been any house he literally would have fit into any house the more that we talk about harry potter the more i'm convinced that anyone could be in any house that's true but anyways uh his family his father was named percival his mother was named kendra his brother aberforth his sister ariana and then allegedly he has a brother named aurelius
0: Mm. oh my god i honestly completely <sighs> forgot about that until right now holy yeah. crap
2: spoiler alert if you haven't seen fantastic Beasts: crimes of grindelwald
1: well whatever the alert is uh <laughs> it's, it's a little bit late. too late at this point We <laughs> <It's, it's laughs> honestly, no honestly you spoiled it because i didn't say where it came from they could have just been like maybe it's a really good fanfic we don't know okay <laughs> but anyways but also
0: <laughs> it's been out for like what two years now yeah like,
1: yeah, I think the timeline is... I mean, We're good. We're the safe. waiting is over. <laughs> his wand, so his original wand is completely unknown to us, which I would have loved to have the information on. Uh, but after his original, he possesses the Elder Wand. Uh, his Patronus is a phoenix, which is totally basic.
2: Oh. and <laughs> uh, That's what... Like, the Dumbledores are all about phoenixes.
1: Whatever, guy. And his other achievements include being the Professor of Defense Against the Darks. Star- <sighs> the Professor... <laughs> of defense against the dark talking arts. is hard um, then he teaches transfiguration he became a headmaster he was the supreme mugwump of the international confederation of wizards he had the order of merlin first class i believe order of the phoenix and he was the chief warlock of the Wizengamot. gamut
2: Ooh. i feel like we don't talk enough and maybe that's because what the fantastic beast movies will eventually let up but like we don't talk enough about how he was the supreme mugwump like For those of you who do not know what International Confederation of Wizards is, it's basically like the United Nations of, like, the magical world. And he was the leader of that. Like, that's so crazy. That's an amount of power, amount of connections that you have, like the amount of people that he must meet, ambassadors for the countries, leading And the job of the Supreme Mugwump is basically not ruling because it's not like the king, but they're overseeing Mm -hmm. the entire wizarding world. Like, not just when we say wizarding world, it's always like UK, right? And maybe, you know, sometimes America. No, like the entire wizarding world.
1: You know, you just kind of like lit a bulb in my head. Why was he okay with being the Supreme Mugwump but he was like no, I can't be Minister of Magic. That's too much power. I feel like the Supreme Mugwump has more power. Like why did he take that role but he wouldn't take Minister for Magic? I
2: I want to say he has more power as the Supreme Mugwump because I think it was it was more so like in the United Nations doesn't like oversee all the governments. They're just there to coordinate and like have world peace basically. Like con- like um I don't know how to say it in in a better context. Like these are really just like the lack of better
0: words, but they're there to kind of um, just encourage, just collaborate with yeah. each other. And like um, honestly, I see I see the Supreme Mugwump like a judge. He's just there to make mm-hmm. sure everyone's like doing everything fairly. Yeah. So he really has like no real power and then there's not like countries like not countries but you know communities
2: going against each other you know like keeping the peace working together towards a common goal you know the statute of secrecy like i want to say he has power because the power really just relies still on the wizarding communities themselves like the branches of government yeah
0: like you know? he can't he can't just be like um Oh, I don't like what you guys are doing. I'm gonna dethrone the the minister. Yeah, like he doesn't have that power. Well, speaking of power,
1: it's time to coronate a queen, an etymology queen, Marianne. Take it away.
2: I'm a queen. Oh, that's so nice. All right, so etymology. You know, I got it for you, right? We first start with albus. We kind of discuss discuss this in another episode, uh, but it basically means white or noble. Um more appropriately the alchemical themes in harry potter seem mm-hmm. to be important um yeah we
0: talked about this a little bit before. yes
2: i think when we were talking about hagrid yeah yeah when we were talking about hagrid um so the alche alchemical sorry because i can't talk process has four major stages in short black yellow white and red the albedo quote unquote, stage or white stage represents the washing away of impurities coming directly after the chaos of Negretto or Black stage. Um, Then we've got the name Percival Pierce, which means Pierce's Valley or through this valley. Um, It is French in origin, but also a Knight of Arthur's courts, oh which we've God. also kind of mentioned in another episode. And the Weasleys. Yes, and the Weasleys. Uh, we have talked about it, obviously, in that episode. Uh, but She Who Must Not Be Named definitely borrows uh, from the King Arthur story a lot for naming purposes. So the Weasleys aren't the only ones that, you know, kind of hold that. Uh, then we've got Wolfric, which is just like it sounds wolf um except it's you know rich and powerful we've got brian which is means high or noble again noble
0: twice he's noble twice um and then we've got dumbledore that's too much noble i'm sorry i have to comment on that that's way too much noble for this man i'll give him a one noble not two nobles one noble not two nobles too many nobles (laughs) It always just, uh, sorry, little
2: hashtag multi fandom moment, but whenever I think Noble, I think of like Donna Noble. If any of my Hoovians are out there, I just and think of Noble. <laughs> <laughs> the bookstore. Yeah. Where you bought the books? <laughs> Can't. Anyways, and our last n- name of the etymology. Oh, this one bothers me so much. It is a little random, right? Because we've yes! got a bunch of, like, but it's noble no. and knights and stuff. No, right? <laughs> Well, Dumbledore, that's his last name, legit is just an archaic word for Bumblebee.
1: That's amazing. And the notes I just wrote, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Honestly, that is pretty amazing. Why? Why? What is your thought process? Because that that highlights his, like... His random. Uh, like, like, he's his, random. His, his, his
1: silly side. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. like, uh, his first speech that we ever hear him give is like, he's like, what? Oddment? Tweak? blubberment. What? Well, I don't know yeah. what he says in the beginning. It's just those four random words, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. As a kid, I was like, this dude's senile. <laughs> and as an adult, that? I'm like,
0: this dude is senile. But yeah. I I think that's one of his redeeming qualities. That he's senile? No, that he's like a little silly. I mean, I guess. Yes. Whatever. Okay. So, (laughs) Dumbledore's early life.
1: I really, really, really have a special bond with what I named each of the, like, tabs.
0: Oh. Early life
1: isn't special. It's just, like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Some of them I thought were pretty good.
0: Oh. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited for these two. Honestly, there's just one that I like. Okay. So... (laughs) Denny's building all this up, and then every every listener's just gonna be like, "Wait, which was the, the good one?" <laughs> Basically, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, Dumbledore's early life. So he was born in the summer of 1881. I can't with the accents already.
1: <laughs> it's early,
0: and uh, he was born in a village called <laughs> Mold on the Wold. The appropriate. So. Mold, mold on the wall, mold not on the wall. Mold spelled M O U L D, not like mold, uh, like you know. So like... uh, there might be like a British pronunciation of that, but mold, mold. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, it's very appropriate for his uh, birthplace. Yeah. Uh, his youngest sibling Ariana had a magical talent and was outside using her magic when a group of Muggle boys attacked her because they were frightened of what they saw she was left traumatized and you know in our personal opinions became an obscurial Mm. because of this incident Mm. now for those who have decided not to watch fantastic beast because there are people in the fandom that are just like f the fantastic beast series we're not gonna watch that let me speak directly to these people
1: very quickly if you're you're (laughs) in our listenership you should watch it because
0: jude law's in it (laughs) that's it honestly for real and Zoe
2: Kravitz Zoe Kravitz is also a queen
0: I'm gonna put an asterisk on it because now when the new one comes out please wait to watch it in a free way yes so that way no more money goes to she who must not be named yes please watch this
1: movie illegally (laughs) we are the three broom chicks and we approve this message
0: (laughs) okay and Obscurial is a young which or wizard or wick who developed a dark parasitical magical force um if you've seen the movie it's that like weird dark wispy thingy
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and it's they're known as an obscurious it's a result because their magic has been so suppressed through psychological or physical abuse so sad so an obscurial is just a really really abused child yeah and it's just really, really sad to me. And um, it's Im-
2: it's important to notate as well because a lot of people tend to get the, the two confused, right? Because the first question that came up when we learned about obscurals um, is that, like, why didn't Harry ever become an obscurial, right? Because, you know, he went through some trauma. Um, and it has to be specifically towards, like, not wanting to have magic and being ashamed of having magic. Harry For, just never knew he had it. Exactly. So that way... That's the reasoning why he never you know, developed and obscurious and never became an obscurial or did I?
0: Yep. You did it I right. switch them? No. You, right. um,
2: you right. I, I fat checked myself. Um, but that's, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. If you're listening.
0: Back to Ariana's magic. Her magic at any rate would like burst out at random times because it's unnatural to keep it in. Um, it's, and it seems like when, it was when something was disturbing her emotionally so this left their father, Percival, so heartbroken and he seeks out revenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not he's not a happy double door. <laughs> um, he found the Muggle Boys and attacked them and he received a sentence in Azkaban, where he later died while imprisoned. Which is really sad, but I know for all over here, my husband, who is also a father, he'd be like, Yes, I would have killed them. So oh no that just made me so sad yeah peanut no yeah imagine if peanut was this she's a beautiful peanut is my daughter (laughs) that's not her actual name name
2: but we're gonna suffice you know
0: nickname but if someone like literally made fun of her to the point where like we had to hide her away from the public like raul would cut someone i would cut someone I think we would all
1: cut everything
0: collectively. (laughs) We would we would all land in jail.
2: It'd be a fun party though. Oh my god. In
0: jail? All of us in jail. Together. Staying in Texas. (laughs) Oh boy. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's so sad because his dad felt like he couldn't say why those boys attacked her. Because then, like, more people would find out, like, how powerful, I guess, she was and, like, what was happening. And it's really sad because, um, in a way, like, Percival and Sirius remind me a lot of each other because they both decided to, like, take the blame and not tell the truth as to what's going on and were, like, I guess, like, improperly imprisoned. Yeah.
2: and Or yeah. wrongly.
0: I mean... I can't say that Percival was wrongly in prison because he I mean, wasn't. He did, no.
2: he, did the thing. he did the
0: thing. I think it's
1: like they have in common like Sirius felt so bad about yeah. having convinced James and Lily that he kind of just took it as his own punishment and he felt so guilty about it that he didn't tell the ministry or whatever and then I kind of see that a little bit in Percival where he was like well like I deserve this. Even though he actually did deserve to be imprisoned, I just felt like that was kind of the connection where he was just like, I deserve this and I'm going to just keep my mouth
0: shut. Yeah, there's like noble sentiment behind it. Um and it's so sad because like Ariana probably could have been looked after properly if they had spoken up about it. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe there would have been help out there for for, for her for whatever. It is she was or like we'll never know like she could have been like this extreme healer who even, knows even then
2: like didn't they live in a wizarding community so normally from what at least the knowledge that i have is that obscurals only pop up when you know they're in a mixed community right like they're not in a soul wizard town or you yeah. know Wix town so well, they must they have up...
1: been in a in a mixed town because that's where the Muggle boy saw her.
2: That's true. But mm-hmm. also,
1: I mean, I don't think, I don't think that it would have made a difference long term for her personally because I mean, Creedence Barebone, spoiler alert, I guess, ends up being like the longest living obscurial that anyone has ever heard of because usually they die by eleven. Yeah. So I don't think that it really would have helped her in the long term, I think it still would have happened because, I mean, there's no cure that we know of, but Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows, like maybe after the whole credence thing, you know, they could have studied something or done something and they could have seen her in St. Mungo's and like tried something out. I don't
0: know, maybe cured her for all we know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because from what it seems like this boy, these boys reactions are, it seems like her original power was dark. Like, because they were frightened by what she did. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the way that I understand that was always, like,
1: they were children. And if you were a kid and you saw somebody, I don't know, like, she could have been p- playing with the leaves or how we see Snape and those later i'm sorry if i I was a kid i'd
0: be running in that and i'll be like you were a kid
1: but if i was a kid like when i was a kid if i saw somebody producing stuff out of thin air i would have run away from them i would have been like i don't know what that person's gonna do but that's just my personality so i don't know i mean I, i i didn't think that it was dark i just thought that they were dumb
2: Do you think that maybe it's kind of like a mental health stigma that like they were almost ashamed, they were ashamed and that's just how it was? Like they didn't want that attention that they weren't, you know, all together and fine and okay. Probably. Yeah. yeah.
1: And there's probably a lot of fright too. Like, what are they Mm going to do to my child? Are they going to take her away? Like, am I ever going to see her? I mean, there was probably a lot involving that decision. Mm -hmm. This was
0: the, what the late 1800s, early Mm -hmm. 1900s, like,
1: yeah. And I could tell you right now that if I was Kendra Dumbledore, I would have been freaking pissed that my husband went and got himself thrown in jail. We would have had some words because then she was single mom in it for the rest of her life. And then look what happened. Oh, I would have been so mad. I would have written him lots of letters in jail.
2: (laughs) Not going to lie. No
0: conjugal visits for you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, I would have been like, do it yourself. Bye. (laughs) Not going to lie. Listen, if you're a patron, you know this. Oh but I always pictured Kendra with a beard as well. Really? Yes. Because all <laughs> yeah. the Dumbledores have beards. Yes. So I, if you saw my PowerPoint presentation on Patreon, uh Patreon about like fantastic beasts and all that good stuff. Uh yeah. I, I picture Kendra with a with a beard. But like she like she's a woman, but she like has a cool beard too. Yeah. I love
0: really like
2: it. Yeah. All the Dumbledores <laughs> have beards.
0: So, obviously, all of this going on with his sister had a profound impact on Albus. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, there's no (laughs) ifs, ands, or buts. Like, he's not the eldest, right? Or is he? Yes. He is the eldest. He is the eldest. So, like, his dad is gone. He now has to become the father figure. His sister is mentally unstable and magically unstable. You know, his brother seems like he's just, like, tired of his family and wants to leave he's
1: 100 the original emo kid
0: yeah, yeah for sure
2: he was <laughs> wow. the first emo kid
0: the family moves to Godric's hollow and basically kendra dumbledore aka mom decided to just alienate herself from everyone except for bathilda backshot uh, yeah well she, her life ended not so great <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know why that just hit me right now
1: <laughs> elizabeth looked i like really concerned she was like i know
2: how I mean, this story just is had more flashbacks
0: i i i literally had the flashback of like especially the way it's written in the book of like nagini coming out of her carcass uh, uh all right anyways r.i.p <laughs> bethilda uh albus just learns to never mention that he has a sister like honestly learns to never mention he has siblings yeah for sure <laughs> he's just like mm, forget it between ariana and then the goats on the other side it was just like <laughs> a
1: whole like let's not talk about it <laughs> kind of situation oh, I'm like could you imagine being at parties <laughs> like yeah my brother plays at goats <laughs> 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 he be like oh no not that way
2: oh my god <laughs> <But> yes, <laughs> oh he's man.
1: ashamed oh you know what? Let me bring it back for a sec. i I'm so sorry to continue interrupting you. Let's bring it back to the original legal pad where I pitched to both of the women that we should have a broom chicks after dark podcast and our first ever episode would be discussing like what Aberforth is doing with the ghost.
0: Oh my
2: God.
1: So tell us if you would listen.
2: That's why we're <laughs> laughing, just because we're just like, oh, the goats, the goats. Mm, what is he really doing with those goats?
0: That's a, that's a- I know. <laughs> I have a I have an idea about what he's doing with those goats. This is a Patreon episode, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, you know, and it's sad because like the, he's starting from like a pretty young age, like withholding major things from yeah. people this is pre-hogwarts pre- yeah he hasn't even gotten to hogwarts yet yeah. and he's already just learned to like shut away like really important aspects of his life and who he is and i think it just becomes like a a habit of his it becomes part of his personality to like take on the pressures of whatever situation he is in and he's just like oh well i can't talk to anyone about it it's just all on me
1: yeah Fun fact, this is the point at which I started to feel like he was less trash. Because I was like, oh, man, you were like a 10-year-old. Maybe this is why you keep secrets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he probably, he, I mean, it wasn't a great reason why he ended up doing it later on.
1: Yeah. But. But still.
0: Anyways. Are you guys ready? Yes. (laughs)
1: You have your trunks packed because we're getting on that Scarlet Steam engine. Woo! We're taking a ride.
2: Hey! Gonna get back to Hogwarts. Gonna get back to school. <laughs> Gonna get inside to Hogwarts. Everybody knows I'm
0: cool. <laughs> you really want to do the class, don't you? Yes! No! friends. to
2: school! No!
1: Do you remember the last time that you did this? I almost quit the
2: podcast. <laughs> but to the place where I story Okay, Marianne. That's it. That's not the fun I'm sorry, part guys. It. I, You know what? I'm, I got nervous and I messed up the lyrics. But I still had fun. And that's all that matters.
1: All right. So the next tab is called Hogwarts. Because I'm in genius. I
0: was going to say, is this is the one that we're supposed to ooh and ah? <laughs> ah. Ooh. No. You're literally, you're
1: right? all of them are so bland. <laughs> so Dumbledore starts attending Hogwarts in the autumn of eighteen. Eight ninety two. I couldn't see because my eyesight is going in my old age. Oh God! <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell if that was a nine or an eight. Oh dear!
2: <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty two.
1: Let me hold my phone closer. He starts attending in the autumn of eighteen ninety two, where he is sorted into Gryffindor and meets a lifelong friend, Elpheus Doge. Doge? I say Doge. I think it's Dodge. Well, I call him Doge, and everybody's gonna get with it. So (laughs) here, we find out that a lot of students, like in his first year, are whispering about his father's crimes. They believe that it was out of hatred for muggles that he attacked him. And and so they, yeah, I know. And so they start to believe that Albus also hates muggles. And so to be honest, this kind of reminds me of Harry a little bit, because I feel like The people of Hogwarts annoy me a lot. But I feel like literally anytime anything happens with Harry, they're like, let's whisper about it in front of them. And then you have to read about them whispering in the hallways. And so it just kind of reminds me of Gossip Girl. And I just feel like Hogwarts is one giant Gossip Girl, but without the phone.
0: Yeah, it's it's a boarding school of teenagers, so yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And there's a guy named Dan in the middle of it all.
0: Hey...
1: Good. So anyways, it seems like uh, Dumbledore kind of hits like a personal stride during his time at school. So directly opposite of the last 10 years of his life, where things have been pretty somber. Uh, but he starts to befriend notable wizards, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, how are you an 11, 12, 13 year old? And you're like, ah, oh, yes, this French alchemist. He's my BFF. We write to each other. All yeah, the time. How, did,
0: how did that yeah. friendship start? If it started while he was... A
1: schoolboy? I'm not quite sure. I know that there's a point, and we'll talk about it later, where he, like, actually goes to Paris to, like, hang with him, but they obviously already have a relationship.
0: I mean, Nicholas Hummel is already, like, 200 years old at this point. Girl, that was a
1: lot of math for a very short amount of time. So, uh, I'm not gonna fact check you,
0: because I would need a calculator. (laughs) I'm just, in my head, I remember that he's, like, 400, and then, like, Dumbledore's, like, 100-something when he dies. So I just did, like... Well... He is 666 at the end of the Sorcerer's so Stone. So he's 400 years old when he meets Dumbledore.
1: So he started to befriend these notable wizards. Um, so, like we talked about Nicholas Flamel, Basilda Backshot, obviously, because they're neighbors, and Griselda Marchbanks. I looked up Griselda Marchbanks to be like, who is this woman? And then it was interesting, but I didn't write it down because in my head I said, that's so interesting, I'm not going to forget. And you, and you forgot. forgot. No, I didn't. I didn't because we were supposed to record last Sunday or whatever, right? And then we forgot. So I would have remembered had we recorded on the original night hmm. whatever Googler she's cool. But <laughs> I feel like this also speaks to Harry, too, because I feel like his life growing up
0: sucked. Well, I didn't I didn't know where you were going with this for a second. So I was like, Harry's not. Really, really, really smart and befriending really smart people outside of her mind. No, no, no. I just feel like he
1: kind of has a sucky first 10 uh. years and then boom he hits 11 and he does hit a personal stride at school it's just significantly less impressive than <laughs> when Dumbledore
2: yeah because Dumbledore is 11 freaking years old <laughs> making besties with all of these notable scholars like what the heck it's
1: not that Harry Potter is unimpressive I mean he <laughs> defeated Voldemort for the second time when he was 11 but I'm just saying you know I mean, Voldemort. I mean, Voldemort. And Dumbledore was, you know, writing papers and publishing things. Oh so academically, I hope this is more impressive. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So eventually, he does become a prefect and a head boy. Wow,
2: though. I'm surprised.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also won the Barnabas Finkley Prize for exceptional spell casting and became the British Youth Representative to the Wizened Gamut. And he received the gold medal for groundbreaking contribution to the International Alchemical Conference in Cairo. Are
2: we surprised?
1: No. No. But this reads like somebody who is trying desperately to get into like an Ivy League school. In the I, I was I was like he would get
2: into Harvard. Like, yeah. Like sure. he, sure. Would, he would be College. like
1: he would be like declining Harvard to go to Yale or something like that.
2: Oh, yeah. Dumbledore is such a Yale person for he sure is,
1: and he would be wearing sweater vests, you know it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I
1: also believe that he would have been a silver knight. And if you're in the United States, you'll agree. I don't know if they have that internationally, but anyways, Dumbledore graduates from Hogwarts in the, in June of 1899. And plans to take, uh, basically, what Americans call a gap year to see the world and just explore other cultures and other people. And he's going to take it with his best pal, Elpheus Dose. Yeah. And uh, and then tragedy strikes.
0: No. Oh. oh man.
1: And then we spiral.
2: Is this the title?
1: Yeah, that was the one I was. Proud <laughs> that was <of>. the title. <laughs> yes,
2: I looked ahead actually. <laughs> I I looked ahead and I was like, "This is it. This is the title of the (laughs) show." I'm sorry for our listeners who were waiting for that magical title, 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 and it was just the spiral. (laughs) I'm going into a spiral. i feel like none of us can speak today we even did the vocal work <laughs> we did yes we did we prepared today i'm we so went mad. Extra.
1: i've been so excited about this episode and i feel like i'm ruining it with my mouth
2: we but we <laughs> but we prefaced it we said we would be rusty today it's okay we're a little goofy a little fun, a little fresh it's all, <laughs> it's all good all right let's spiral
0: people kendra the mother <gasps> dies <gasps> because during ariana's outburst causes her mother's death like that's basically it i was trying to make it more dramatic but it's already (laughs) dramatic enough as it is (laughs) okay (laughs) and it was basic this all happened you know his sister inadvertently kills his mother on the eve that he's supposed to go and explore the world
2: wow what a coincidence
0: so this now with no mother no father He's now in charge of two, possibly three, underage siblings. This kid never gets a break. He never really gets a break. Or at least like, when he
2: did, then he it was just taken under under the rug from him.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: it's so sad. So I have a couple of observations. The first is like this definitely has to be Dumbledore's lowest point, hands like, down, like of his life. And he, I feel like it's really complex what he must be feeling because I feel like there would be resentment towards his family Mm -hmm. for like making him stay home from the gap year, but then also feeling guilty about resenting your family because it's a horrible tragedy that's just occurred. Yeah. And I feel like he's still about 17 or 18 at this point, which I feel is, and this is kind of like setting it up. Yeah. I feel like when you're at 17 and 18, you're still pretty or you might be pretty open to being persuaded by others or by certain ideas
2: mm. but anyways so this is the where things start to like kick up into overdrive so all of a sudden right Geller grindelwald comes into town and stays with Bathilda backshot oh. like
1: serena it- vanderwoodson coming back to town
2: wow right i never
0: watched gossip girl so <gasps> i don't get these references
2: you need to it's great it's so dramatic it's amazing like not realistic at all but it's the best win
0: your job and watch
1: it
2: so geller grindelwald he's a cutie he comes into town and but will just like you know you you guys should be like in contact with each other you know have a little fun get to the know the worst matchmaker in history the worst the shot. so speaking of kicking herself into the batuki right let's find out <laughs> Let's find out why. What the f- <laughs> 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 The Batuki. You've never heard of the Batuki. Bethilda Batuki. Anyways, so <laughs> as we know Dumbledore clearly, we all know that he falls in love with Gellert, uh, but they begin uh, to plan a manifesto for taking power over muggles. Essentially, so I got a couple questions for you. Like, but before do- you do, I feel like if you're ever planning
1: a manifesto, you should stop what you're doing.
2: Yeah, because
1: I feel like manifestos are only part of bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, you never see like a non for profit that's gonna help, like the burning trees. Be like, here's our manifesto. So I feel like you should maybe just. mm.
2: But anyways, so my questions for the broom chicks, right? Do we think Albus just joined in these plans because it was like an escape from his reality? Or do we think like, did he have intent on following through? Can we can we even justify his actions like because he was blinded by love, essentially? Or, you know, were they just like feelings too radical to excuse? What do we think? What are we feeling?
1: I think that he would have been like 50-50, if that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like he was ever going to, like, I don't know, kill people trying to take over the world. But I feel like he might have been angry enough about his sister and his situation Mm -hmm. that he would have legitimately entertained it in
0: his mind. Mm -hmm. You know what? I I think if he was allowed to stay in this if he allowed himself to stay in this I still think his moral compass would have been strong enough that he himself wouldn't have done any killing mm-hmm. but he also wouldn't have done anything to stop it which is almost as bad which
1: I feel like yeah that's just as bad but yeah
0: I don't know
2: I don't know I feel like he was in a toxic situation toxic relationship environment in general and um after being such a coming out of such a high-stakes moment like that where your mother dies, you know, be, in the hands of your sister, um, and just maybe possibly... I don't know. I feel like there's a part of Dumbledore that could have possibly been pushed to the edge if we saw that aside to him, if he would have had the opportunity to do so. I don't think we ever got to see that, but I feel like he, he could have, like, gone to... essentially become, like the like, what his father became and, you know
0: to seek revenge to
2: seek revenge do what he needed to do i Mm -hmm. i think he i think if he was pushed enough he would he could have done it Mm -hmm. um i think he wasn't pushed enough because of what will happen which i'm not going to say it now but what will happen i think that's what kind of set off his moral compass in the end but yes i'm going to keep going i i don't know i just like wanted to uh, kind of um Pose those questions There's to you guys. So many
0: questions because you know he has so many shades to him.
2: I will say though, I think he. Fifty. I Fifty. 50, chains.
0: Fifty
2: of them. I will say though, I don't think he came up with the idea alone. I think, like, Geller. Oh, of course, yeah. Definitely 100%. implanted yeah. the seed in him, but I think he could have definitely executed things. And, you know, again, he has yeah. manipulative behaviors and secretive behaviors mm-hmm. that we already I see. I mean, so. to be
1: honest, back in the day, if a guy was like, babe, let's take over the world, I would have been like, yeah, for sure, bro. Let's write a manifesto. But at this age now... I'd be like, no, get out of my house.
0: (laughs) You're like, maybe when I was seven, they're still 17, 18. Like,
1: I mean, you know how I am as a person. Obviously not everybody listening does, but I mean, literally I just hold so strongly to my thoughts and opinions of the world yes, you don't that somebody think. could honestly walk into my house like if i was dating a guy and he was like i think that the full fat wheat thins are better than the reduced fat wheat thins i would politely ask him to never speak to me again
0: yeah
2: <laughs> definitely
1: i've done it for less
2: <laughs> oh man but it's fine jenny in a nutshell
1: <laughs> haven't mentioned i'm alone <laughs>
2: i don't think this season no (laughs) but anyways um so besides i think our at least our theory we don't know if it's confirmed but our theory we know he was kind of introduced to um this idea this manifesto um he was also introduced um dumbledore was introduced by Gellert uh to the tales of the deathly hallows
0: my favorite part of the books pretty much <laughs> well he was introduced to the to the possibility of their reality because yes. he heard them yes yeah yeah
2: that's yes that's what i meant but um, i think it's
1: really cool that he learns about the deathly hallows in godric's hollow because that's where the peverell mm-hmm. brothers are buried dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. legends we love oh, them yeah uh the total amount of time that Grindelwald is there is only for two months so honestly that's a little bit it's of power
0: insane. yeah yeah a little that's, bit of
2: power of Gr- uh, Grindelwald like yeah. two months and that was his in influence in two
0: months he was yeah. able to influence what so far has been someone with a very strong moral compass a very smart kid yeah and in two months flipped his world upside down I mean yeah. well
1: listen Grindelwald young Grindelwald is played in the movies by Jamie Campbell Bauer oh man and let me tell you if jamie Campbell bauer came to my town i'd be i'd be taking over the world
0: you're like yes let's go for the greater good
1: i'd be like let's eat full fat wheat thins
0: oh my god the second marianne said for the greater good i was like for the greater
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Uh so during the two months, Dumbledore starts to convince himself uh that all the plans they're making for the wizarding takeover is, as I said, for the greater good. Uh yeah. we find out that in a note he writes to Gellert.
0: <laughs> oh, you're gonna read it.
1: I am. Oh my goodness. Do you wanna do you wanna read it? I don't know that you like reading things. Oh me? Yeah.
0: Oh, sure.
1: I knew it. <laughs> Take it, girl. Gellert. You already sound in love with him.
0: Your point about wizard dominance being for the muggle's own good. This, I think, is the crucial point. Yes, we have been given power, and yes, that power gives us the right to rule, but it also gives us responsibilities over the ruled. We must stress this point. It will be the foundation stone upon which we build. Where we are opposed, as we surely will be, This must be the basis of all our counter-arguments. We seize control for the greater good. And from this it follows that where we meet resistance, we must use only the force that is necessary and no more. This was your mistake at Durmstrang, but I do not complain, because if you had not been expelled, we would have never met. Albus. Wow. That had so much sexual tension, damn. Oh my damn. god. <laughs> what? Where do you find
1: the sexual tension where people are being opposed?
2: It's I the just pre- knew it. It's a
0: pregnancy it. brain.
1: It is. It's the pregnancy <laughs> brain. That's how you got here, Elizabeth. <laughs>
0: Oh man, we are spicy today. When a
2: man and a woman love each other
0: very much,
2: in this situation, well, when a, oh, man, a man and a, a man, man love each other.
1: I'm <laughs> beautiful.
0: Anyways, so for the greater wait, do you guys think that they had teen sex? Girl, I mean, Alice was basically an adult by now, so yes, yes. I never even considered it. If- Did you see how persuasive Gellert was? All he had to do was just some slight prodding. He was stigmatized! But. (laughs) Yes. For sure. I have
1: never put two and two together. Yes.
0: 100%. 1,000%. Hands down. Yeah. I hope that they were safe. (laughs) You know, I I applaud Jenny for always making sure that people should be safe.
2: Magical contraception. I'm sure it's a thing.
0: Well, I don't think that they need I don't think they need contraception. You're right.
1: I think we need to consider the disease aspect of yes. the <laughs> situation here. <laughs> Who knows?
2: Wizard Marianne, biology. call me after.
1: Call me after. <laughs>
2: okay. Anyways, so if for the greater good, eventually becomes Grindelwald's tagline.
0: I would like to say that I feel like Gellert also loved Albus in his own way because I like to think in my mind that Albus was the first person to say for the greater good and he was just like wow my man is so brilliant and he took it and ran with it.
2: I think you're romanticizing this a little bit. I'm romanticizing it a lot. You are definitely shipping this a little too hard (laughs) that's my job. I feel
1: like he's a sociopath and capable of love. Yeah
0: yes
2: Anyways, so the words inscribed at the prison that Grindelwald built for their assumed prisoners, you know, uh, has this uh, title, tagline, for the greater good, uh, or Nurmengard.
0: Nurmengard is the prison? Yes. I don't yes. know why I said that in a little Is yes, it
2: the prison? <laughs> It's fine. I said, of my God. <laughs> like I didn't say like any other like normal person. Um, <laughs> uh, it's located somewhere in the Austrian Alps, uh, but Grindelwald is imprisoned there after Dumbledore defeats him. Hint, hint. Ha um, <laughs> ha Karma. Yes. But we're not there yet. Anyways, not, no. Aberforth confronts Dumbledore about his plans about, you know, running away, taking over the world and reminds him that they would have to take Ariana with them while they tried to take power uh-oh. He is the eldest, and he has to take care of his sister. How dare you, sister writes. Anyways, this brings Dumbledore back to reality, but ends up pissing off Grindelwald. Um, obviously, you know, third reel, third wheel words. Grindelwald uses the Cruciatus Curse on Aberforth, which in turn forces Dumbledore to defend his brother, and the two begin to duel. The duel between oh my the my goodness, the tool, the tool. Tool Grindelwald is a tool. Anyways,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the duel between the three of them compels Ariana to try and intervene. Oh, no. Yikes! Big yikes! In the midst of the fight, Ariana gets hit by a stray curse and she dies.
0: Okay, question, question. What? Okay, obviously that that means either Albus or Gellert or Aberforth. Or Aberforth, because he was involved. It was a- yes, it was a three-person yeah. duel. I
2: think
1: that we find out in the seventh book that Aberforth also was like dueling. The way that it was explained on the sites that I was using kind of just made it sound like Dumbledore and Grindelwald were going at it, but Aberforth was definitely involved. Aberforth
2: was definitely a part of it.
0: Yeah. So that means one of them three did say the killing curse. Yes. Yeah, which by the way, like how do you not know who killed it? Like did they all say it at one point? Maybe it was like one of those things where it was like too much shouting going on. Um also, but, I mean, but Dumbledore
1: feels all this guilt and he never knows like, if he was the one that did it, but wouldn't he know
2: if he had said the words? There's other, true. Yeah, but there's other other spells that can kill people, not just the killing curse. Really? Like for, yes. So, like, Molly Weasley, like, how she killed Bellatrix, it wasn't the killing oh, curse. Oh, that's right. So, we even talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So, it that might have also been a possibility where he might have just used a spell that could have yeah. stunned well, her. Well, I'm also wondering if it's,
1: like, she was already in a fragile state. I wonder if just other curses have the ability to kind of
2: that mess with her. Combusts. Like ooh, possibly yeah. as like well. who knows
1: like what's going on oh, with the obscure inside her and how that affects her.
2: Again, so, this goes actually back-
1: pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, this goes back into my theory. Um, and the questions I posed earlier that I think in this given time and purpose. Like, if Dumbledore was pushed off to the edge, he could have possibly killed someone. I think the because, you know, he was in that three-person duel and he has that guilt of, like, him possibly have causing Ariana's demise, I think that's what, like, switches his moral compass.
0: To, like, the extreme
2: side. Yes, exactly. Because it could have been the other way, but I think because Ariana was the one to die and that guilt is, like... Mm -hmm. sitting in him that's what turns him to
0: interesting quote-unquote the right side i guess right side we can say the right side the right side yeah the gray side yeah not not like an american politics right and left side like right like moral side yeah yeah thank thank you for that yeah i needed to clarify that because most of our listeners are american and late november it's november we've had a rough election season and right and left mean very different things in america right now that's very true
2: that is true anyways so to this day obviously as we've already mentioned no one knows the curse that killed her or who you know made the curse uh Grindelwald having uh been shipped to Godric's Hollow for poor behavior in the first place obviously cannot risk being at fault uh and he flees immediately uh after her death because he's trash uh this creates an immense tension between Albus and Aberforth obviously
0: why why though
2: I mean because I mean, Aberforth probably blames Albus for the whole duel happening in the first place because he was going off, like, doing not so, you know, responsible things with a shady hot guy.
0: My my, my why was preemptive because my initial, like, my gut reaction to the why was like, you were all a part of that duel. You all could have killed her. Why are you mad at him? That was my initial like, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, but wait, the reason why this all started in the first place, you know, that
1: Shady, shady
0: boy. You shady,
2: know, shady boy.
1: I imagine him. I know that it's not like probably correct for the time period, but because it's Jamie Campbell Bauer, I just imagine him in a leather jacket
0: it probably is not correct yeah definitely not he's
1: definitely in a leather jacket but think of him in like a, a,
0: a bad boy like early 1900s get up like
1: no leather jacket what boy. is a
0: bad boy 1900s getup? <laughs> yeah, i'm thinking of like he's um, wearing a black cloak i'm thinking of uh, like leonardo dicaprio's character in titanic Never seen it, bro. That's like Wait, 1910s. Whoa, whoa what? Okay, so, huh? here's your her pregnancy
1: brain in action. We've literally had this conversation. What? No. Everybody knows this. Alexis literally almost like stabbed me. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to do. How have you never seen the Titanic? I
2: don't
0: have time for that. Is it bro. the
2: Titanic or is it Titanic?
0: It's just Titanic. Who cares? Who? But... Cool. We care. We care. Oh, my God. So you don't know the debate of the
1: freaking
2: Jack and Rose? Oh, my God. I
1: had a Tumblr. Of course I know the debate. There was definitely room for the both of them. Thank you. Good. That's all I need to know. You're welcome. I don't understand. (laughs) Listen, I've seen all the behind the scenes photos. I've seen Kate Winslet and Leo hanging out on the freaking (laughs) thing together between takes. So how nobody caught that, I don't know. (laughs) And this is I just can't watch the movie because that would be so annoying. That's great. that's why it's not
2: at the number one slot of, you know, box office sales anymore.
1: I went to like into the Tumblr deep dive when I had one because that was such a topic on Tumblr. And it's actually why I ship Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. She's also in, in The Holiday. The Holiday with Jude Law, who stars as Dumbledore in the Fantastic And this is Beats how we movies. are
2: back
0: to Harry Potter. You're yep.
2: welcome. Transitions. We love them.
0: Yes. But Aberforth punched his brother in the face, guys. at the funeral honestly
1: this is like my favorite part of the story because as a hispanic child like if that happened at a funeral like i know that we would be talking about it in the car ride home
0: oh in the car ride for your rest of your life oh my god
1: yeah that would be like 100 like your family came over for christmas and somebody would definitely bring up the story oh like if it wasn't like if it wasn't our fam if it wasn't our fam we would never speak of it ever again ever But we would just treat the person who punched whoever else really poorly for the rest of their life.
0: Yes, but I could totally
1: see my mom like "que falta de respeto." She would be like so upset about
0: it. (laughs) The lack of respect for the translation. Yeah,
2: I feel like it's such an original emo kid move, like just to punch him in the face in the middle of the funeral. Like he's kept his hunger so inside. Yes. So we've got
1: Keller wearing a leather jacket. We definitely have Apperforth wearing Converse.
2: Yes. And yes. like
0: black skinny jeans, an eyeliner. And then oh, he's, his, his
2: beard and his hair are swooped to the side. Yes. Oh I my love God.
0: it. His yes. beard at what, 15 years old? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Duh. All the Dumbledores have beards. Where have you yeah. been?
2: <laughs> his is just a paste on one, though, because <laughs> he can't grow one yet.
1: Please, for the love of God, let's move on.
2: Yes.
0: Okay, to go into a serious question. Okay. And it's not really that serious, but it's a question for you guys. Do you think because obviously they have magic and magic fixes broken bones like this? Do you- <laughs> did you just snap? I did snap. Like this. I don't think my mic picked it up. There you go. Hey. Oh. That was a weird snap too.
2: Post production sound effect.
0: <laughs> but. Albus could have fixed his nose so it wouldn't have to be crooked. He could have just given himself his normal nose. Do you think that was, like, his guilt? Like, he had to wear it on his face as, like, a reminder of, like, what he did to his family? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's like
1: a reminder.
0: Yeah. He's very
1: dramatic. Very <laughs> sad.
0: He's, yeah. That's dramatic, where his sassy sad. side comes in. He's yeah. a sassy, sad, dramatic boy.
2: One last thing before we do move on into another life another shade of Dumbledore. Um Dang, we can that Im- was good. Thank you so much. Uh, we can infer at some point during all of this uh, that both Dumbledore and Grindelwald um, do make their blood pact together. Um, I'd like to imagine... Well, that, that definitely
1: we come- happened after the teen sex. Yes, that's what I was
2: going to say. I was like, it definitely
0: happened right after. It was like sweet pillow talk, and they're like, let's make a
2: blood pact. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Yes. Are we making a fan fiction right now? No, okay. The romantic in me is going off right now. So it was... Me and Marianne are writing a fan fiction, but you're (laughs) writing a (laughs) rom-com. Basically, it was. So they had, like, their first, like, intimate moment. And it was, like, you know, this passionate kiss. And you know how, like, when you first kiss someone that you really like for the first time, like, you become, like, stupid? Yeah. So that was when they did it and it was it, it was kind of like in all the rom-com scenes where like they say i love you or they showed their affection for the first time they do something stupid together and then they go have sex that's what i think it was they made the blood yeah. pact and then had sex i like the pillow talk i better. like the
2: pillow i think it's more so like mm-hmm. they're
0: cuddling they're like let's make a blood pact <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to my rom-com okay. i'm dead oh so good so, I mean, after all of this trauma that uh Dumbledore faced, he's like, let me go become a professor. Because you know. <laughs> Low-key. That's just what's gonna happen. I and mean, he yeah, well, but really, chronologically, after the funeral, he's like, Okay, I need like time away from my family. I need time to figure out myself. I'm just gonna my be feelings. a teacher. <laughs> no, he goes to Paris and that's he spends true. time with Nicholas Flamel. his best friend who's 500 years old. <laughs>
1: you just keep aging.
0: <laughs> Basically. And this is when he discovers the uses of dragon's blood. Mm. Cuz you know he needed Intrig- to do something really yeah. smart with his time. Yeah, cuz it's Dumbledore. Experiment a little. Mm. And uh so he publishes this paper about the 12 uses of dragon's blood. But dot 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 mm. There's this guy named Ivor Dillonsby. Uh he would later come out and say that he had already discovered 8 of the uses when Dumbledore asked to borrow his notes. So guys, do you think like Dumbledore just took credit for all 12 or, you know, he stole his he stole his knowledge, he never gave him credit I or, didn't do you, know or do you that. think maybe he did give him credit in the paper It was like, "Oh, you know, this guy did 8, but I discovered the other 4." Or maybe his eight weren't the correct ones. Maybe. Mm.
1: That was like a lot of questions, but my answer is I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've been thinking about it for days and I just, I don't know. I don't know that he would have, like, just outright taken Yeah, I, I don't
2: see Dumbledore just taking credit, you know?
1: But I could also just see, like, this evor character being, like, "What leech and being like, oh my god, like, he asked me for my notes. Like, I already have this information. He's just trying to, like,
0: yeah. kind of piggyback
1: off of Dumbledore's work. Maybe it's, like, the backwards.
0: Mm. I would like to think that Dumbledore properly cited his sources. Yeah. Like, the good researcher he is. Yeah. that's yeah. That's my hope.
2: This isn't a shade I see of Dumbledore. All
0: right. So basically with all of this notoriety, uh, Dumbledore gets offered a position at Hogwarts, uh, which the current headmaster is currently Phineas Nigeleus Black.
1: And I always call him Nigelus. I
0: don't know. Nigellus? Nigellus? Look at that. Three pronunciations. Nigellus.
1: Oh, my God. It's Phineas Nigelus. Anyways. So... Um, Then we move into his actual professorship. And before we actually do that, we're going to have to address the timeline. Oh. Because it ain't right. It just ain't right. So, the first issue is conflicting information. So, depending on what site you visit, there's wildly different ranges for what time. Like, he becomes a professor when he becomes a headmaster. Like, the years all range. Really? So, yeah. So, what we do know is that Phineas Nigelis dies in 1925. So, if that is true, then we know that at at the time, like, the next headmaster is Armando Mm Dippin. We know that Mm -hmm. for sure. So... (sighs) Some sites say when Dumbledore first starts at Hogwarts, Nigellus is the headmaster. Then in 1927, Dumbledore transfers to a different post while Armando Dippet is supposedly headmaster.
2: I do remember this. Yes.
1: Some sites claim Dippet is headmaster between the 1940s and the 1960s, which leaves a significant gap between headmasters. If Nigellus truly dies in 1925. So basically if you pay attention to the sites that say, yes, like Armando Dippet takes over in 1940, then Basically, from 1925 to 1940, there's no headmaster, which is, like, impossible. They would have assigned somebody, or there would have been, like, a deputy headmaster or headmistress or something. So, more problematic is that we have um, Newt Scamander's official arrival in New York in 1926. Like, it's December Mm -hmm. 6th, 1926. It's concrete. So, this means that he had graduated sometime before... Which leads us to believe that Dumbledore originally arrives to teach in the 1910s. I'll believe
0: that. That's Mm -hmm. believable. So
1: really, this is only problematic because if Armando Dippet doesn't become headmaster until 1940, you have the 15 year gap with no headmaster. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he didn't start in the 1940s, that he really started in like 1927 or so. And that's just kind of what I'm going to go with because if not, there's too many gaps to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is important is that the progression of his professorship, really, it's not so much who was headmaster or whatever, and it doesn't really like the timeline doesn't super matter at this point. Yeah. It'll matter. It'll matter later, like in the 1940s when things start to kind of all come together mm-hmm. with other storylines. But we'll get there. Um. So basically, Dumbledore at some point. <laughs> Becomes the data Professor, the Defense Against the Dark Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to assume that's in the 1910s. And it's kind of ironic because he's literally about to fight a whole lot of darkness. So he's kind of in the right spot. But
0: also, like, okay, so we, we just discussed that he was hired mm-hmm. because he discovered the 12 uses of Dragon's Blood. I feel like that discovery doesn't lead itself to defense against the dark arts. Like that's like a potions discovery or like something else that I would maybe hire him based off of that knowledge for. But maybe it's it's not so much the discovery
1: that he made, just that he made a discovery, like he was an academic, like he was out here doing research so he got a job.
2: Maybe the uses were for like defense against the dark arts.
1: I thought they
0: were like for that uses. too.
1: I mean, I would assume that honestly, I assume that they were like a hodgepodge mm. of things like that. They could have been used in potions. They could have been used, I don't know, in other spells or whatever. But
0: now I'm actually severely interested in what these 12 uses are.
1: <laughs> I know. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe Professor Mary thought was there and teaching potions or whatever, because mm. I'm pretty sure that was the potions professor at one point. But I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to hire that guy because he was so smart and he was doing things. Maybe. But yeah. You know, like, when you're garnering a name for yourself yeah. and you're getting all those papers published and, like, a school or something, it's like, we want that person because yeah. they're going to bring us attention. Mm-hmm, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, Dumbledore is training kids to fight against Grindelwald in the years to come. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's pretty um, layered. But while he is still the Dada professor, he crosses paths with Newt's Commander and Lita Lestrange as their students in his class, and we see that in the movies. Fames. And I just wrote at a later date because we don't really know when. No. He is reassigned and becomes the Transfiguration Professor. Um, he apparently angers the head of magical law enforcement at some point, and that's why he gets reassigned. So there's this guy named Torquil Tavers. Torquil Tavers? Travers? Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. Comes up later. Um, but he is the head of magical law enforcement and Dumbledore like seriously pisses him off. Wow. And so that's what you see in the movie when he comes and he puts mm-hmm. those um, handcuffs oh, on. Oh, in Dumbledore. crimes of Grind-
2: Grindelwald. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's him. And so he comes in and he puts the cuffs on and that's when his professorship for Dada is taken away. And they just, like, slip him into transfiguration, which, I mean, leaves me more questions. I feel like all the
0: students who were there for that transition, that would have been, like, the gossip at the school. Mm -hmm. Like, heck yes.
1: But also, like, why is that his punishment? Like, now you have to teach transfiguration. Like, that's super cool. But also,
2: I think there's, I could be wrong, but I think this is also another mess up on the timeline because weren't... Like, didn't McGonagall have Professor Dumbledore as a professor for the Transfigurations at some point?
1: I did not even put it in the
2: document because
1: McGonagall's timeline is so messed up that it wasn't even worth the headache to try and add her in because it's absolutely ridiculous. But that's
2: another mess up.
1: Yeah, it's another mess up because she's literally at Hogwarts before she's born. So I can't even... (laughs) We talked about it. We talked about it in her episode. So if you haven't listened to it, just so you know, we discussed kind of the timeline and why it would be messed up in the first place. And we went through her whole family tree and basically did like an Ancestry.com on her. And there was no other female in her family with the surname McGonagall. So in the movie, it has to be Minerva that you see there. And it's just not right. Not right. No. She wouldn't be born for like, I think it's like, what, another 20 years? Yeah, or or like
2: 10 or 15 or something like that
1: not even gonna get upset about it, but okay so this guy um torquil whatever however you pronounce that uh he is the one that decides to start keeping a very close watch on
0: dumbledore Mm -hmm.
1: and so um apparently the ministry was aware of dumbledore and grindelwald's past relationship Mm -hmm. and was sus of albus when things started getting out of control Mm -hmm. and uh that's what we start to see like in the second Fantastic Beast movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald, like that's where all mm-hmm. that drama starts to come into play. Dun, dun, dun. And to be honest, it gets really juicy, but that's where we're going to leave. <gasps> oh, surprise. It's the two part episode. Well, it's a two part episode of the first installment of a possibly three to five installment <laughs> series.
2: It's going to end up being 10 shades, 1050 <laughs> shades of Grindelwald. Basically,
1: so that's it for today, kids.
2: Ooh, wow!
1: Remember to follow us on the social media in your off time, so you can hear more about what we think. You can follow us on the gram at the Three Broom Chicks.
2: You can also follow us on the Twitch at the Number Three Broom Chicks.
0: Oh boy! That's sounds and, bad. <laughs> yeah, and go follow us on Facebook.
2: <laughs> like our page,
0: the Three Broom Chicks, and again, make sure to catch us next time in the part two of possibly four five or seven installments of (laughs) the 50 shades of albus dumbledore
1: Mm. as always we are the three broom chicks
0: and that was for the greater good